Hello and welcome to One Thing Queer. My name is Jenny Baton and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Kelsey Wren and my pronouns are she, her. Hello, friend. Hello. Thank you for my Dr. Pepper. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I don't usually like diet sodas. Yeah. And it's I don't know. It's the best one. It is the best one, mm-hmm. I will say. Because I, I don't really like like the fake sugar mm-hmm. taste. But this one tastes like the most like the original. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really a big soda drinker. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ever since I like stopped drinking nearly as much as I used to, I mean, I barely drink anymore, but ever since I stopped drinking, I've been way more into caffeine Mm -hmm. and way more into sparkling water and like diet soda when I'm at your house. That's the only only time I have it. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like. That's all I have also is diet soda. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like my guilty pleasure now. Yeah. You can have a diet soda anytime. (laughs) Thanks. I will continue to get Diet Dr. Pepper's soda for you. I I won't buy diet soda. Yeah. I I probably won't buy it. But I I literally, every time I go to the store, I buy like three boxes of LaCroix. Mm -hmm. And I can't do LaCroix. Yeah, a lot of people can't do LaCroix. I love sparkling water. I'm not a sparkling water fan. It's too, for whatever reason, it's, for whatever reason, my, like, bitter taste buds are, like. They don't like it. Yeah, they're, like, super heightened. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, even the little least bit of bitterness, I'm like, oh, I can't do it. I love bitter. Ugh. I love beer. Ugh. I found this really delicious non-alcoholic beer at Sprouts. Mm -hmm. I forgot what it's called, but it's so good. It tastes like an IPA. Hmm. And so in my in my refrigerator, as we speak, I have nothing but LaCroix and fake beer. Oh. And I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> okay. Oh, and iced coffee. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I think we have juice and I have diet. I drink. I think I only drink diet soda. It's like a whole like diet industry thing. It's that's just what I, I cannot fathom bringing myself to drink a regular soda. <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask. Yeah. No, I feel that. It just is. Because I'm like, eh, I already know it's bad for me. Like, I know the fake sugar is bad also, but I just need the flipping caffeine right now. And, like, I need, like, the burn of the bubbles on the back of your throat. that's what I love. I love sparkling beverages. (laughs) And I'm like, also, like, also from, like, diet industry, like, don't drink your calories is always ingrained in my freaking head. Yeah. So I'm like, "Uh, I can't buy regular soda. I feel that, friend. Yeah. And that concludes our (laughs) MTV Cribs about what we have in our fridge. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> there we go. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be like, you need to take this home <laughs> so you can. So I can practice. <laughs> Jesus. You would think it's okay. To be fair, it's charming. This this isn't as old as our podcast. Like I'm talking about right. our interface mm-hmm. where we record. Mm-hmm. We have like a soundboard, and we got it like halfway through. Yeah, I was I listening to say. Melissa's episode, and I was talking about that. I was like, actually, we didn't have it for a full year, so okay, you get a few more months. Yeah. I'm still getting to know it, yeah. you know? <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. How was your week? <laughs> it's been good, friend. I went to go see the m- new movie, um, Nope. Nope. I said dope earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When I'm with you, I just want to say dope. <laughs> no, nope. It was really cool. If uh, you have not What is it about? It. It's about an alien. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I had no idea. It's very cool. Mm. Very, very good. You went to the theater? I went to the theater. Wow. Theater. Theater. Theater? Theater. I say theater. Uh, like a Mexican. Like theater is normal. I think. Theater, right? Yeah, I think so. But I feel like I have an accent when I say theater. Mm. Theater. <laughs> theater. 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 To me, sounds like an accent. Theater. How do you say it? Theater. Theater. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. <laughs> this is not a speech episode. <laughs> but oh, it was boy. great. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. Mm. And uh, what else did I do? Oh, so I guess I, I've been holding on to this for a little bit. Um, Ooh, just juice. tea, just not tea, but like, I guess news, um, because it's like so precious to me. But I feel like if I don't say it, like it, I'm not like being fully authentic. And I wanted to like wait until the right time. Mm-hmm. But I have a partner now and they're incredible. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time with them. And we've been we both like love being in nature and like going mm-hmm. to museums. So we've been like doing that, going to like gardens and um, 
And yeah, so that's kind of what I've been up to and working and what else? That's pretty much it, I guess. They're the coolest also. Yeah. Like incredibly cool. Gemini moon. I could never dream to be that. I mean, like I could never achieve the coolness. Me neither. (laughs) The cool factor is like out of this world. Oh my gosh. It smells like fabuloso. Oh, Bernie's cleaning. (laughs) I just got the like the whiff of fabuloso or pine soul. He's doing his chores. I was like, I did a lot of things today. These are what you have to do. He was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, as we were walking up to the studio, he was like, oh, I'm going to do my chores. Yeah. <laughs> and I smell the chores. Mm-hmm. There yes. you go. It's good. Thank How's you <laughs> if you're listening in the future. <laughs> How's your week been, friend? Oh, boy. it was. It's okay. Uh, so we took a break. And yeah. oh, again, to be 100% authentic. Um, so Bernie got COVID. He's fine now, which is great. Uh, but we were home quarantining for the whole week. And that was... I hate kind of complaining about it because, like, I, w- I was negative the whole time. Yeah. But I was very bored. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it sounds so trivial complaining. Like, he was not too bad. It, it was pretty sick. He didn't feel, like, obviously didn't feel good. Like, sweating, fever, all that. And luckily, he was fine, like, in a week. So we got lucky in that, you know, get vaccinated, everybody. So, yeah, that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine going crazy. When I caught COVID, I quarantined for 12 or 14 days because mm-hmm. it was during Delta. Mm-hmm. So, like, the quarantining was, I think, at its, like, full capacity. Yeah. And it was pretty gnarly. Yeah, his was pretty gnarly. <laughs> and, like, but I also know that he's, like, not fun when he's sick. <laughs> like, his sickness is, he doesn't get sick often, but when, he's do- when he does, it's, like, bad. bad. So, that, but, like, I didn't get it the whole time. So, I was like, yay, yay me and my immunities. Immun- I know, your immune system was, like... <laughs> sucker punching yeah and like so the first two days he stayed upstairs by himself and i was like okay i'll bring you like stuff to the door mm-hmm. but i was like oh, i still want to sleep in my bed and i was like eh, if i'm gonna get it like we might as well just i'm already here kind yeah. of that sounds awful but like i'm already here so i was like i'll just sleep in my bed and i was we still slept in the same bed and i still didn't get it so that's great friend yeah i was like oh hallelujah get vaccinated people yes <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> there's your psa psa um so we did that and then um we got to record with melissa which was super fun mm-hmm. those episodes i'm sure everybody's heard those by now yes they were incredible. I hope so. they were really fun um oh i didn't even tell you oh i totally forgot the next day another kind of no, i don't know yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> I forgot to tell you that, like, our air conditioner went out the next day. What? So you guys got the last night of, like, the air conditioner being on. What? Yeah, it was, uh, it's, like, a little bit first world problems, but, like, that, the next day, the air conditioner went out, and we were, like, Because <laughs> it's been, like, 100, over 100 the last week. I know. So, uh, so, it was fine, actually. Bernie and I slept downstairs in our couch fort. <laughs> <laughs> with all the windows open yeah. and it was like actually a semi-chilly night so it wasn't too bad yeah it we've definitely slept in worse like in the heat mm-hmm. and it wasn't too bad so but the next day we got it fixed and it was like oh, i was like oh thank god it's like really like it That's was really good. it was really quick yeah so but i was like really stressed and like because we miss work so obviously we miss like pay or like i miss because i couldn't go to my work because you know it's i'm with him so um so i couldn't go to mine and then like my at-home one like she couldn't come by to do stuff so like we you know we couldn't i couldn't do anything so i was like stressed from missing out and then stressed from the air conditioner because i know it costs money so i was like ugh yeah i'm stressed (laughs) that's why that's why i had these two because then i went back to work and i had these two days off so i was like okay you help like you're these are your chores because i'm i'm tired yeah (laughs) feel that friend yeah so and tomorrow you get to get pampered you're getting your hair cut oh my god i can't wait <laughs> my like shaved sides are like an inch and a half long <laughs> and like the rest i'm wanting to chop like a good like three inches off which your hair is long it's so long it hasn't been this long since i was a little kid i was like six and i had it like down to my butt yeah and then like i think i was started ice skating and um, in ice skating, you have to put it in a bun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no way in hell is that happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't do it. So I was like, you either have it in a bun or you chop, chop it short. Yeah. So I chopped it short. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've had short hair ever since then. This is the longest it's ever been. Um, but it's, I have a lot of hair. That sounds, you do. I don't want to complain. I'm not complaining. Don't complain. I'm not at all. It's just a lot of hair. Yeah. Like it's, I wish I had that. Before. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why I don't want to complain about it. <laughs> but I can't wait. I dyed it myself because. You know. It looks great, friend. Thanks. Well, it's easy. It's black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just get it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like my, my bathtub is all black. No. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. It'll be fine. But 
pretty much it, I guess. Okay, oh. I guess that complete concludes. <laughs> Shooting the shit. What are we talking about today, friend? We are going to talk about how we are becoming parents. Just kidding. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Just kidding. I think we wanted to talk about, um, you had a download today on the way over talking mm-hmm. about um, how to be an ally, parent ally. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, sorry. Oh, I, I think this sparked from Melissa's episode too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, it sparked from Melissa's episode because I feel like it's, I think there was a lot left to say in that department. Mm-hmm. Least, like, I think for you and for me, thankfully, like for the most part, I feel like I'm very lucky mm-hmm. with with the response of my mom in particular like Mm -hmm. my dad it could be worse Mm -hmm. um but i think a lot of people go through a tough time um with their families with coming out Mm -hmm. or you know like coming to terms and you know understanding your sexuality and then bringing it forward um forward to your family and friends Mm -hmm. and i think it could also be difficult for a parent especially in like the older generations or like (laughs) boomer boomer generations Mm -hmm. in particular because of culture and society and i think it's important to kind of just chat about like how you could be a better ally as a parent (laughs) if you have a child that is queer I'm sure for the most part, I would hope you would want to support them and Mm -hmm. love them unconditionally and try to understand them and support them in every way Mm -hmm. you can. But I know that also there's outside forces uh, as to like extended family and grandparents and so forth where you can kind of be in a tough place. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we wanted to do this episode to maybe give a little insight on how you can be a better ally yeah i'm gonna gemini this episode just so you know that's fine <laughs> that's uh one of one of my friends had said that basically that is like you play devil's advocate the whole time mm-hmm. and that's just kind of how my brain works because i see it all sides mm-hmm. and i and i feel always like you know i i could be i know that my parent like i and this isn't like bash parents day like i i still like love my parents our relationship is complicated but like i'll also come for you if you come for them mm-hmm. <laughs> so like that's i want to put that out there first and foremost you know because i know they possibly could be listening at some point as well too mm-hmm. um so that's my dog <laughs> sorry um so like i know that like the responses could have been better and i don't even mean the responses i just mean like the the space could have been more available growing up to be able to express that sooner, mm-hmm. like uh, like come out sooner, basically. But I also, this is the, where the Gemini comes in. I also know that they have things that they're dealing with that are stems from their parents as mm-hmm. well. And I know it's hard to give that attention to your children sometimes when you're in the rat race of life. And, you know, I, I get that. But I also think if you're going to have children, it's important to you know love them mm-hmm. <laughs> unconditionally mm-hmm. uh shocking i know and also like listen like mm-hmm. you know my family is a huge family i have six brothers like i have a lot of siblings and they're all like we're all like half siblings so i know we weren't always around but i know there's a lot of there's a lot of logistics that went into running our family and i'm fully aware of that we're all alive and like well, well and we're all like healthy for the most part most of us so they did what they could and I, and I appreciate that, but I also, it's hard because you want more. Mm-hmm. You want more in that sense, like more space to talk, more um, ears to listen to you kind of. And I understand that's hard with a lot of children, but it also doesn't negate the fact that that didn't happen, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that would be just mostly, I mean, again, this is coming from, we don't have children, but mm-hmm. I know we can attest to what we wanted as chi- children. Absolutely. Like... That would be more like, I just wish like being listened to was like more of a thing. And I, it, it sounds funny to say, cause I'm pretty sure like they listen to me a lot more than the other ones. I am the only girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got like, to be really got a lot of special treatment. So, but even so, like, I don't know, the bonding is different in that mm-hmm. way, I think. Yeah, I for think sure. I am rambling, but <laughs> no, no, no. you know. I get that. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> I think it can, um, I think what it falls down to is creating creating a space Mm -hmm. to hold for your kid Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of parents maybe hope I think this is what I learned from my coming out with my dad was that he he himself told me like 
he came to terms with the fact that I was gay and he told me I I I accept you now like this is like a year after coming out he says I accept you now and I um I just want you to understand that I had a vision for your life and you telling me this completely threw it off Mm -hmm. so I think what that that says in itself is that you shouldn't hold expectations of your children and what you want them to be Mm -hmm. they're not gonna stop being gay simply because you don't want them to be gay Mm -hmm. you may have a child that is gay and that is just the reality of it all and if they are gay you're not gonna turn them back you're not going to persuade them and you're not going to change their mind Mm -hmm. or mold their brain and implement you know, if you're implementing hate towards towards gay people, all you're going to be creating is internalized homophobia if they are gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I understood my dad in the sense of that he had those expectations. Do I agree that he should have had those expectations? No. Mm-hmm. I don't think any parent should hold a, any child ac- accountable for what they expect them to be. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's right. And if you're having children and expect <laughs> that from them, I... You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. You, that's not a reason to have children so you can plan. I would think no. like planning good things like, oh, I hope they do this or, yeah. you know, but I think the ultimate plan should be, I hope they are who they are. Yeah. And if you hope for them to be loved, like mm-hmm. whoever that may be with, yeah. I think ultimately that's what matters mm-hmm. is that they find someone if they want to find someone mm-hmm. uh, find someone that loves them no matter who they are mm-hmm. and so i under- also understood my dad in the sense of like he he told me i'm just fearful for the outside world mm-hmm. i'm fearful for your safety he says i accept your sexuality and i respect it but it also petrifies me for your safety because there are people out there that are bigots and that are homophobic and that can hurt you. Mm-hmm. Which, in that sense, like, I do understand. Um, I think... I, I don't want kids, but I, I think if I were a kid, obviously that would cross my mind. Yeah, like, I would be scared, but I wouldn't try to n- yeah. not... Or I wouldn't not accept my child. Mm-hmm. Like... You not accepting them is not going to change it. I think that's where the ally comes in. We kind of mentioned it a little bit in Melissa, Melissa's episode. Like, you know, if your parents are afraid of that or if you're a parent who's afraid of that, mm-hmm. do more to change it mm-hmm. because it's most likely your peers who are the ones who feel that way. Absolutely. Our generation is a little bit more accepting and we've seen it even mm-hmm. in the younger generation that like it's starting, it's, you know, it's not as like taboo and crazy and like, it's pretty, you know, there's a lot of avenues for people to feel more safe to come out. Mm-hmm. And it's not us. It's not our generation. You know, that there's some in every generation, obviously. But, like, it's their generation. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're that afraid, do something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not on, it's not fair for your children to bear the burden or be in the closet because you're afraid exactly. when there's something you can do about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Agreed. Mm-hmm. And... And segueing that topic into like family, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of where you see it first, um, as to in society, especially if like, say you have like a younger child and you know you're an accepting parent, but your parents, you mm-hmm. know, the grandparents aren't as accepting. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is a difficult situation in the sense of like trying to navigate it, but ultimately your child's love is the most important thing Mm -hmm. and you loving your child is the most important thing Mm -hmm. if there's people around you in your family who do not want to accept it that is their problem yeah it's not your problem and it's not your child's problem Mm -hmm. your job is to protect your child support your child and love your child that's where the allyship comes in and you check them you check them if they have a problem with it and if they continue to do whatever problematic behavior then you're done like you don't get to see them like the point is to protect your child from that yeah especially like if your kid isn't coming out to you but you have that feeling Mm -hmm. make sure you create a safe space for them especially Mm -hmm. if they do open up to you Mm -hmm. if they do open up to you that means that they feel safe enough to to tell you that and I'm a 
31 year old person <laughs> and I came out at 29 mm-hmm. and it was petrifying yeah. for me to come out to my parents mm-hmm. if a child or a teenager or someone young is coming out to you mm-hmm. and you're their parent you have no idea how grateful you should mm-hmm. be to have such a brave child yeah you know because yeah. it takes so much uh, for for us to be able to be that vulnerable yeah i'll tell even with all the safeties in the world i was you know it was last year i was what am i 32 yeah. <laughs> well old am i <laughs> you're 33 friend am i <laughs> well i was 32 when that happened okay yeah. <laughs> Oh, jeez. But, like, even that, I have my own home. I have my own partner. Like, they could have easily said, like, we're done, and I probably still would have been okay. Yeah. Like, I have all the safeties. And even having all of that, I was still afraid. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you don't have, like, the closest relationship with your parents, you still want approval. Like, that's what what children do. Like, no matter how much you say it, you still want them to, like tell you good job and Mm -hmm. be proud of you and things like that you know and it's I think that and I wanted to touch on that too like even the responses like if you haven't created a space for your child to come out or like where they feel comfortable enough talking I don't know like because I I I always talk about I don't really I'm not complaining about my experience because I know it other people have I know I was really lucky in the experience and the reaction that I got but I also know that it could still feel sour in the way the like I love you no matter what Mm -hmm. and that it feels I don't know because a lot of people wish that they just heard that Mm -hmm. but it feels a little backhanded also Mm -hmm. because it's like no matter what like you know I it's almost I love you in spite of this exactly and it's like well it shouldn't be that it shouldn't be that and I feel like a lot of times like they like don't even believe it's real because i am who i'm with like you know and that's it's hard yes and it's hard for them to wrap their minds i mean bernie's been a it'll be like 17 years next year like literally we will have been together the same amount of time that we've been apart Mm -hmm. on this earth and like that's to them it's it is what it is and that's it and i think so too but also I like Melissa was talking about I can't be my authentic self without like I think of all the relationships that I've had like with friends and everybody like you didn't know me because mm-hmm. like you didn't know this yeah you know and it's funny because I know that parents know like mm-hmm. they know those things about their kids my mom has told me before that when I was like first in high school she thought I was gay mm-hmm. and like so like you you kind of knew yeah you know and it's just maybe because I didn't confirm it but like I said also in the last episode like I always had boyfriends because I was too afraid to confront anything else mm-hmm. so like you know and it just goes to show you can be as close to your child as you want to be or the way to get super close to your child is creating a safe space for them creating a safe space for them is going to make you have the best relationship with your child especially if they're younger if they're younger they're at their most vulnerable Mm -hmm. state as a child like when you're healing when you're doing therapy when you're you know working on your inner child stuff Mm -hmm. that's usually like all from childhood and that's where the most of the trauma Mm -hmm. lies definitely and so if you have a teenager or if you have someone that is um, younger, I think it's important to support them even more so. Yeah. Because they're in such a vulnerable state. And especially if they're opening up to you, mm-hmm. if they're opening up to you, they're basically like saying like, will you accept me? Yeah. Like this is like, it's such a, like you guys don't understand how vulnerable it is for people to share this. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that it's such a big deal, but yeah. it's, our society has made it a big deal. I was going to speak to that because like me and my mom were like really close growing up. Like, I, like she literally knew everything except that mm-hmm. because like that, there just wasn't a household of space to do that. But like everything else she knew and I will like a testament to her parenting, like, she I was always honest with her and I didn't lie to her because she never lied to me if she said she was going to be somewhere at three o'clock she was there every single time and that's how I trust her and that's you know that's was our relationship so I tell you things because I trust you it just the environment wasn't trusting Mm -hmm. you know and I I I don't know it there's a multitude of other things that go into that but that's a testament to like it could still be a trusting environment like that. And it's still scary. It's still mm-hmm. terrifying to do that. And, as you know, an adult. As an adult. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh. It, it is it is to me with, like, my dad, for sure. My mom was very accepting from the beginning, mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful for that. And I, I do feel that if I would have chosen to follow through with coming out um, in high school, mm-hmm. I do believe my mom would have been supportive no matter what, too. Mm-hmm. But but it, I was not in a safe environment. Yeah. I was in a, a very violent environment. My dad was an alcoholic, and my dad... Uh, was very, very violent physically. And so I feared for my life. And so that was a big reason why I chose not to come out um, at that time. Mm-hmm. And and I honestly, the main reason I didn't want to come out was because of my dad. Mm-hmm. He was the ultimate reason why. I was trying so hard to be straight and I was trying to find love all like in all the wrong places and trying to live a heteronormative life for him mm-hmm. and it was exhausting and it, and honestly like I wish I would have felt safe enough to do it sooner mm-hmm. but I'm very grateful that I did it when I did it but I'm definitely not that close to my dad yeah. like I he doesn't know half my life yeah because of the reason because of because i'm gay yeah um and and it sucks yeah it sucks and uh, i'm definitely a lot closer to my mom and i'm very open with my mom and and i have a great relationship mm-hmm. with her because i could be myself mm-hmm. and i think when you're a parent i would hope that that's what you would want yeah f- from a relationship with your child it's a difficult uh, full transparency it's a difficult dynamic between like i'm close to my mom and i know my dad is jealous of that frankly sometimes but the the fact of the matter my dad traveled a lot when i was a kid so he was home every like three weekend or every third weekend or something like that or every other weekend so like he was providing we were provided for but like he just wasn't there he was out working and like i know that like he wishes that he could have had that time but i also know that like even that even that if he was the reason for that environment or my brothers were the reason for that environment it was still he wasn't even there a lot of the time and it was still hard Mm -hmm. for me to like tell her that and even more even more full transparency my mom's sister is gay her brother is a trans man and i still (laughs) i still like that's what i'm saying is like that's like it takes an immense amount of trust and comfortability to be able to say these things things to somebody's face Mm -hmm. and like somebody you want to care about you you know i knew she would get it because of her siblings but you know i think it was also she's very much also um not invasive so she kind of like that's your deal like Mm -hmm. so even at that i'm like i don't (laughs) i still can't do it i still can't say it because it would change i felt like it would change so many things and like even like relationships with my brothers like that it's already changed like you know again full transparency we not i mean i think i talked to two of them mm-hmm. out of six so yeah. you know it changes things like especially even like the last year and political climate and all that you know mm-hmm. it changes things you know and so i'm I, I curious how that would have i don't know gone down as a teenager i guess for sure <laughs> you know yeah, it's very interesting to like look back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really admire Generation C um, because I feel like they're so much more open. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it is because there are more representation. There's yeah. m- way more representation out mm-hmm. there now. And I feel like people are starting to, you know, be- feel seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole reason I came out was because of TikTok Same. and because I kept <laughs> seeing people like me or people coming out in their 50s and mm-hmm. 60s. And I'm like, I. I I don't want to do that. <laughs> and like, do you really want to do that to your child? Mm-hmm. Like make them like try to live a life for you yeah. and and really not knowing them because mm-hmm. I I think about my relationship with my dad and I'm like, wow, like my dad doesn't really know me. Yeah. And so I feel like he can't really love me. Mm-hmm. Like I know and he he has love for me, but yeah. I'm like he can't really love me if he doesn't know who I and am. I can't stand that. Like oh, they love you, but I like 
oh, I don't know, like they've said like, oh, your brothers love you. I'm like, yeah, but they don't like me. I really don't care if you love me. Yeah. <laughs> as a as a earth sign, I really want you like I care more about liking. Yeah. Like I know you love me. What does that mean? Yeah. Like we're family. What does that mean? Yeah. Like sure, I love you. You have to love. Yeah, me. <laughs> sure. Okay. Do I like you? Mm-hmm. No, I don't like you. Yeah. Like that's different. Yeah. And like to me means more because like is who you actually associate with. And like, you're choosing. You choose to hang out with. You know, like. <laughs> I don't really care about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so that I think that generation to that older generation, our parents didn't know how to like show us different type of lifestyles. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially in my household, they weren't open to a lot of different lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Like my dad's very my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. And whether like whether it's quote unquote correct or not, I guess I, I even noticed with some of my brothers, uh, like some, yeah, some of my brothers that the way they introduce things like i know that some of my brothers introduce like you know books about other types of people and like different relationships and i think that having that discussion with your child and allowing them to like oh okay the representation is very important Mm -hmm. and i think it's definitely something that only this newer generation is getting because it's like us (laughs) our generation that's raising them we're creating (laughs) those spaces exactly those resources for future generations exactly so i would say that's a big deal is like showing them absolutely you know you buy books uh you know buy books of about couple different kinds of Mm -hmm. couples and different people and different identities and Mm -hmm. That's just to the exposure is most important, I think. I think one of the biggest reasons why I chose to be so loud about my sexuality (laughs) and I'm opening up more about my gender is because I know I'm not going to have kids, but I do have two nieces and a nephew. And to me, it's so important. Like, since I'm not going to have kids, they're the closest thing to my kids. Mm -hmm. And I love them so much. Mm -hmm. And, And if one of them who knows like yeah. if one of them is gonna end up being queer or is queer or or if their kids you know if they have kids one day and like i want to be that person of like of a safe space and i want to be that representation in our family and i want to break these generational stigmas mm-hmm. and all this generational trauma of of all this bullshit that we carry and like mm-hmm. and bending the binary in in my family is is such a big uh task because you know i'm mexican and so in the mexican culture everything is so gendered everything's like this is for boys this Mm -hmm. is for girls um you have to be like this because you're a girl you have to be like this because you're a boy Mm -hmm. all that shit is bullshit yeah and i cannot stand it and i and i (laughs) like i really despise it no same yeah so much and I want to be that safe space because in a way, like my mom's little sister, I know my aunt listens, my aunt Evelyn, and and she was really that reference point for me mm-hmm. in the sense of the person that I had around me that was like me. And, and her existence helped me so much when I came out to her and one of my siblings when I was 16. She accepted me and she mm-hmm. she loved me and I, and I looked up to her so much and I still do and I look up to her relationship she's been with her wife half of my life already mm-hmm. and and they're a great relationship and yeah. and then I'm just so grateful to have that to look to and look up to and I want to be that for the future generations mm-hmm. it might not be from me but it could be from my brothers if they have children and you know with my niece nieces and my nephew like i want to be that safe space i want to even even if they're not queer i want to be that information mm-hmm. for them that exposure for them because i know that they're not raised in that sense yeah. in that way but i want them to be at least good allies and like love people accept people unconditionally because ultimately that's the type of person you should be yeah like like (laughs) shock shocker like you should love everybody yeah unconditionally like you may have differences i think i think i think so as well but i also think if you can't love everybody you should at least mind your business Like that's the least. The, at the yeah. least, mind your business. Yeah, and don't but be invasive. I want them to love. Them. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> my relationship <laughs> with Mike. I mean, I have like 
13, 14 nieces and nephews. Mm -hmm. Mine's a little bit differently. You know, I don't have a close relationship with them like that. They're everywhere. They're all over the States. Like, you know, I don't have that. So for me, I'm like, eh, the role role model. And obviously they're with their parents. So Mm -hmm. I'm always here, but I I know that... um, their communication is limited because they're also like young so like they don't you know they don't they can't just like call me and stuff you know yeah but even more so like because they're young yeah like you know um i feel like when they're young uh it's important to expose them Mm -hmm. to it i think so too yeah um like i i wasn't like when i was in my last relationship i was not like secretive about it my Mm -hmm. my niece is six and like she was around it Mm -hmm. and like I treated it completely normal. It yeah. was different for her, mm-hmm. for sure. And I am so grateful to my sister for allowing me to be myself around her children. And, like, and the older ones got it. Like, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, like, they, I know they don't see me any differently. I'm still their Auntie Jenny. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't change <laughs> no matter what. That's never going to change. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I could tell, like, for her, like, she's little, so she's like, oh, it's, like, the first relationship, same-sex relationship where that she's exposed to. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Yeah. I think it's important to to show that that can happen. And the positive, and, the positive role yes. of that in a positive light. Exactly. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I remember what I was going to say now, because you were talking about TikTok. Yeah. TikTok is when I came out also because we were in quarantine, mm-hmm. like, and I didn't have, I really didn't see my family for that whole time. So the pressure of that, <laughs> you know, because we would always do like family parties before that, you know, yeah. so the pressure of that was gone. I was like by myself, me and Bernie. And like, I know that Bernie accepts me for whoever I am. So it, the pressure was off. And that's what led to being like, wait a second, I can finally like say this out loud. Yeah. And like, and you had time to like, be with yourself yes exactly so yeah Mm -hmm. i agree (laughs) yeah definitely the the having that space too because yeah Mm -hmm. it's important it's It's very important mm -hmm. showing the showing different type of people and showing different type of relationships and allowing the space for them to talk about those things Mm -hmm. and ask questions and ask questions and understand it yes and no there's no right or way because my family was the same way like we're not like you know i don't know we're like we're like white (laughs) and even but in my family it's it's all boys and it's me and Mm -hmm. like it was very like you can't like i literally was told like you can't play outside because you're gonna get bruises on your legs Mm -hmm. which me i was like a little tomboy so i'm like what Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i'm gonna go ride my bike what are you talking about yeah (laughs) like you know i remember like that's how my dad runs is like it that's how he runs a household quote unquote even though like we all know my mom's a boss <laughs> so <laughs> like uh, like that's what but even if we would go on vacation like oh the girls do the inside getting ready stuff and the boys do the outside getting ready mm-hmm. stuff it was very much like that and like even i got flack from my brothers for that like they were mad that i wasn't outside sweating in the sun i'm like i would be he won't let me like mm-hmm. what do you want me to do like you know, it affects both ways, you know. It was a very big contention in our household, so. And I think that in itself shows that we need to do more to break the binary. Yeah. Um, as far as gender roles oh, and yeah. whatnot, especially now. Mm-hmm. Um, because if, if, if your kid, maybe it's not even just being an ally if, with their sexuality. If your kid comes out being non-binary mm-hmm. or, like, they're trans or mm-hmm. whatnot, like into society with society standards if you know let's just say it's like a non-binary person they're never going to be masculine enough or feminine enough Mm -hmm. so this is your time to shine in Mm -hmm. implementing that you're breaking the binary Mm -hmm. and like influencing and encouraging them to be themselves i'm not saying it's going to be easy Mm -hmm. because there are people that are mean out there especially younger kids like kids can be very mean Mm -hmm. But that's when it's so important for you to constantly talk to your child and create even more of a safe space so that if they feel unsafe, they feel comfortable coming to you Mm -hmm. and you can prevent any anything from happening to them. And that's what's important is creating that safe space so that they do not get hurt. Yeah. Kids can be mean, but they can also be incredibly empathetic and incredibly understanding. Mm -hmm. They could just, you know, it doesn't. 
it doesn't it's not ingrained in us that this boys have to do this and girls have to do this and you have to love this person it's not ingrained in this we're all taught that so Mm -hmm. we can be taught something different as well i think society has ingrained it oh well yeah but i mean like we're not born with that no we're not born with that we're not born with that knowledge it's because of the climate that we grow up Mm -hmm. in that turns it that way Mm -hmm. but we can also change the climate exactly it i think is most important or at least do it in your own home Mm -hmm. is the most the safest you know it should be the safest that's why that's why we don't have uh, children right now i don't feel like i can give the full breadth of understanding and attention that a child would need Mm -hmm. or how i would love to like you know teach them in a way that's caring and loving i don't have that capacity right now so the i don't have them Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you know and i think that's a big part but i all i also let me gemini this i also understand that that wasn't always an option back then Mm -hmm. you know there was a lot of times where you didn't get an option to just not have kids like it's pushed because of that binary Mm -hmm. same thing (laughs) it's pushed that like you get married and have you and you have kids Mm -hmm. and that's what happens yeah you know and so. it's just a cycle that never ends. Yes. And the world could be way more colorful and, and <laughs> be shown in so many different ways. Because how, I don't know, to me, call me crazy, but I, I find that kind of boring. But, you know, like the, mm. oh, you find your love and then you get married and then you have kids and then that's that. Same. Um, <laughs> like, it's not like that for everyone. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. If you want to grow up and have several soulmates or like want to -hmm. to have a different partner every two years Mm -hmm. or want to travel or at the same time or at the same time like we're living in a world where we have a choice now yeah you have a choice Mm -hmm. so i I think it's important for parents like in order for you to be a good ally encourage that the possibilities are endless Mm -hmm. in the binary in their sexuality in their choices in their career definitely in everything because I'm personally so tired of being put in boxes and like <laughs> everything being like that, 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 mm-hmm. like, no, it's but, a lot of the stress we put on ourselves. It's like, you know, I mean, cause I could talk about it. I could, I could say on paper, I mean, like I could, we're not married. We don't have kids. We're this age. I don't, that, that's a lot of the pressure that happened too. as with my family is like, Oh, you guys, no one can understand that we're still together after all this time and we're not married like they don't understand it Mm -hmm. they cannot understand it and i'm like what does it matter we're having a blast Mm -hmm. like i can't imagine our life a different way right now Mm -hmm. like i don't want to it's the most fun ever (laughs) like you know and i don't that sounds like i don't have to stop having fun to go put my child to bed like Mm -hmm. and that's the choice that i have and like i don't have to you know we're not we don't have to be married to have this, which I know that also too, that's hard to talk about. Cause I know that a lot of people want that safety and they can't have that safety, mm-hmm. but I like, I just, they just can't fathom it. And I'm like, well, cause a lot of times I don't, <laughs> I see a lot of unhealthy relationships and that's why they can't fathom it. I'm like, cause yeah. we choose to like each other. Not only do we love each other, we like each other a mm-hmm. lot. And like, that's more important to me than and the other stuff yeah i agree <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> that's how i feel i'm like i want to grow old with someone yeah i want to grow old with my person mm-hmm. i don't need to marry them or mm-hmm. have children mm-hmm. or even buy a house together we yeah. can have our own houses for sure. all i fucking care yes. i want to have my own room mm-hmm. they want to have their own room mm-hmm. fuck yeah yeah <laughs> we got two separate rooms i could decorate my room the way i want mm-hmm. and i still love them to death mm-hmm. but if I, they drive me crazy they don't have to stay in my room mm-hmm. go to your room <laughs> Like, to me, yeah. I don't know. No, Call I me t- crazy, but, like, that to me sounds like heaven. I totally get it. No, because we do, like, our night, like, not nightly, but a lot of times, like, he's like, I want to play, well, a lot of the reason that his computer is downstairs in the living room by the TV is so that I can watch what I want to watch and you can play your game that you want to, but we're still in the same room. Mm-hmm. So we can, like, hang out with and also do our own thing. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of our life is, like, it's together, but on our own. Like, yeah, because imagine, like, being, like, stuck together and only doing what one person wants to do yeah. all the time. No. You're going to start resenting each mm-hmm. other. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Like, be your own person. Yes. We're individuals. And and that's, like, what I don't like about marriage. It's like, oh, we are one. Mm. No. I, yeah. Like, me, like, I, I don't know. I, like, the whole concept of it. Get them. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's just like, the whole concept of it. Like, oh, we are one. Yeah. I'm like, fuck no. I'm like, that's your money. I have my money. Mm-hmm. And I like it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the way I work. And that's one of the reasons I don't want to get married. Because 
I come from divorce and I come from uh, parents that fought for financial shit all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. I don't want that in a relationship. Yeah. I want them to have their own ambitions. I have my own ambitions, a bit ambitions and like mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I think that's a lot of it too is that and we I think we just touched like the crux of it when you're not in a healthy loving relationship it's very hard to navigate both relationships mm-hmm. where you're putting all your all into your child and trying to make whatever your relationship is work exactly there's just too much which is i mean that's not the fault of anybody it's hard to get out of those situations it's, and it works for some people and it does it works for some people i think i don't know i th- i think what we're just trying to say is to create the space to create the space and give alternative ideas on how to live Mm -hmm. there's not one way that like you said earlier the ultimate possibilities and the ultimate ear Mm -hmm. to listen to i think is most important absolutely and the love like none of that matters unless you also put the love in i think yeah i agree so ultimately create a safe space love your child unconditionally hear them out Mm -hmm. and really listen don't just hear just listen to Mm -hmm. what they're saying and take everything into consideration do not take it for granted if they are opening up to you Mm -hmm. they're opening up to you because you've created a safe space Mm -hmm. and that in itself is a great sign don't throw that away and it's terrifying so they're terrified Mm -hmm. that's it yeah (laughs) Yeah. so don't throw that away i hate that we even have to say love unconditionally that's the problem like to even have to say that is just so heartbreaking it is and like it's heartbreaking love should just be love it should just be Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Yeah. i don't know yeah have anything else no i I guess i think that's we purge enough (laughs) i think we purged enough and i really hope whoever listens to this i hope it it hit somewhere in your heart and i hope it made sense to you Mm -hmm. and um and we're just trying to open minds and to really just kind of put things into perspective um this is me basically like talking to my parents like if i were a kid (laughs) like i wish they would have yeah heard this um before uh like they even had me just because it would have saved me a lot of trauma and mm-hmm. it would have saved me a lot of time and mm-hmm. a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. lack of self self discovery. Like, you know, yeah. So I want to, yeah, same. And like, I also know that like, like I said, I've Gemini it and like I give, but I also think that like two things can be true at the same time. It could, you could have also been going through something and not been enough all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And like, that's not that it's okay, but that's all true statements and it's nobody's fault either way. It's valid. And it's, you know, I think all those things can be true at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so it's not like a blame game or anything like that. I know, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it's hard to raise children. That's why I don't have them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Um, I don't know. It just... Yeah, it's a tough thing being a parent. It is. It's hard to navigate. It looks hard. It looks very hard. That's why I I don't want to have children. I much rather... I don't know. I very much enjoy the whole having uh, nieces and my nephew. Mm -hmm. And it's very fun. Because I just, you know... You know, I'm just there for them. I'm the fun aunt. I'm just like... (laughs) You very much are the fun aunt. I'm the cool one, too. (laughs) Which is cool. (laughs) <laughs> and now I'm the queer one, so it's even cooler. Not like a regular aunt. I'm a queer aunt. I'm a queer aunt. <laughs> I'm gonna make it out a shirt. You should okay. do it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's I yeah. That's I don't all know. I gotta say. Yeah, same. I don't know. And I think too, uh, like I don't know. Just this is what I was gonna say earlier. I keep forgetting my trans. I have a headache, kind of. So full transparency. I think even it's interesting that even we're with our semi good experiences you know as we were older coming out Mm -hmm. still wanting more is Mm -hmm. there's something to be said for that like for sure you know it 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 could still be a good experience but i don't know if there's any right way to react i know there's a wrong way to react when your child comes out but i just that's just the love i feel Mm -hmm. like that the love and not in spite of what you're telling them but the love unconditionally or in spite of what they're telling you yeah exactly Mm -hmm. um Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that's more important than anything mm-hmm. in that is having. And don't even make it a big deal. Yeah. Too. Like, that's a great mm-hmm. way to be an ally. 
be like oh cool like mm-hmm. don't make it a big deal mm-hmm. if you don't make it a big deal like i promise you you will create even more of a safe space yeah and like uh i love you not you know yeah i love you even though you're this no no it's like i okay okay sounds cool yeah i love you I love and you. that's it yeah like and not that <laughs> what do you need from me yeah that's a great way to that's what a great need from me mm-hmm. um how do you feel about it yeah um how can i help you navigate this exactly how These can i great. make it easier for you mm-hmm. like creating that safe space and making yeah. them feel supported is mm-hmm. monumental i'm a huge fan of like humor in those moments obviously because mm-hmm. like uh <laughs> not very good with my emotions so like yeah. for me it would be like oh so like she's cute like cute funny things like that because Mm -hmm. that's how i work yeah you know if the time seems right like i don't know it's just the the making it as comfortable as possible Mm -hmm. i think is important as well yeah Mm -hmm. and whoever has anything if there's anyone who has something to say negatively Mm -hmm. of your child protect them at all costs Mm -hmm. i don't care if they're your parents or your siblings or whoever they or your spouse i don't care if it's your spouse or your spouse, whoever it may be. Um, I don't want to say fuck them, but like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Like, and I think your child is way more important. The more your child sees you stick up for them, the mm-hmm. more they're going to trust you with these type of mm-hmm. things as well. The more they're going to come to you because you are a safe space. Yes. Like, you know, th- th- it's... Yeah. And it could ultimately save their life. Exactly. With you creating a safe space. Mm-hmm. Because being queer, being trans being in the lgbtq community it's it's very difficult in itself with society Mm -hmm. um and and you know there are people that struggle with their mental health in itself and and sometimes it has to do with because of who they are yeah trust me it would be so much easier if i were straight Mm -hmm. and i tried to be straight for so long and um and trust me they would choose the easy way out if they could yeah but that's not what being queer is. Mm-hmm. You are just born the way you are. Yeah. And that's that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. That's that. That's that. <laughs> On that note. On that note, want to pull a card? Yeah, let's pull a card. Or me pull a card? Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you pull a card. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do with my, my energy, mm, too. You send your I vibes. Help, I help. I help. Send vibes. Send vibes. Oh what do we need to voice. hear, spirit? Yeah, see, you say that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I have to do the... You do? The, Hurry before it comes out. <laughs> let's see, let's see. Is it the funky jazz or the talk show? I think it's the talk show. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, it's taking a while. Spirit, wake up! <laughs> I don't like this. Oh. Chrissy, wake up. Oh, that's too many. They're like, what? Okay, that's that one. Okay. Ooh. Got it. Got it. (laughs) All right. This card is patience. Patience. Wow, interesting. Very interesting. Patience. Well. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Patience. This card brings the message that you must be patient and trust divine timing. Humans are anxious creatures. Yes. (laughs) We know what we want and we want it now. But we are also working in collaboration with the divine, which means that sometimes we have to wait longer than we would like. Looking to the earth can be helpful when when we are working to cultivate patience. We cannot rush the seasons. A tadpole cannot rush its metamorphosis. A tree cannot rush its growth. This card asks you to have faith in your own process. Oh, wait. In your own process, it's happening in perfect time. Oh, and it's the turtle. Wow. Divine timing. Oh, boy. Okay. Be patient. I I have no patience. Goodness. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there we go. I love it. Have patience, y'all. Have patience. We can do it. Trust in the universe and divine timing. Manifest and believe it'll happen. And it'll happen. Love it. All right. Yeah. I guess we'll do our sushi. Sure. Um, please follow us on Instagram. It's one thing queer. And my personal Instagram is specsrayx. And my personal Instagram is at Jenny Lynn Bouton. And we also have a TikTok. It's at one thing queer podcast. And if you would like to share your story or have any questions about the topic we talked about today, feel free to email us at one thing queer at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, 
Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see you next week. I guess that's it for this week. Yeah. We'll talk to you all next week. Sure. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> Music by Jacody Lamone. Produced by Kelsey Wren and Jenny Baton. 